0: Jesus, our good shepherd, we are yours. God, we pray this morning that as we dive into this text, we can be present to what it is you have for each one of us. Amen. You may be seated. Therefore, Jesus said again, very truly I tell you, I am the gate of the sheep, All who have come before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep have not listened to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. They will come in and go out and find pasture. Good morning, my name is Kimberly. I am one of the pastors here at Churches of the Cross, and it is a joy to be able to preach to you all from this text this morning, especially on Baptism Sunday. The text that we are learning from this morning from John is a very rich one. It is hard to decide kind of where do we want to dive in and focus. It opens with these words, very truly I tell you, and then later Jesus states the same thing again to the Pharisees, saying, very truly, I tell you. These words, they occur in the Gospel of John as a bit of a rhetorical device. They alert us as the readers that we should pay attention. God has something significant to say to us here. This feels a bit akin to a parent maybe calling their child by their first, middle, and last name to get their attention, just as that is a cue for a child to listen up because maybe they're in trouble or maybe there's just something very important that needs to be said. This is a cue for us. We'd better listen up to Jesus' words here today. As we continue in our sermon series through the Gospel of John, which we started back in April, if you've been with us, you know that. If you are new to us, we have been walking through this rich gospel for several months now. But as we continue in it, we come across today more of Jesus' I am statement. Earlier, Earlier in John, Jesus stated, I am the bread of life, and I am the light of the world. And in today's reading, he says, I am the gate for the sheep, and I am the good shepherd. As he often does, Jesus is speaking metaphorically here, using images such as sheep, wolves, thieves, and gates to get his point across. A couple of weeks ago, if you recall, Father Jonathan preached on the end of chapter 9 in John, where Jesus heals the blind man. And in his sermon, Jonathan focused on the theme of blindness. The blindness of the disciples to others, the Pharisees' blindness to God, and the blind man being the one who could truly see. Today's passage, it is a rich one. There are so many things that we can take away from it. But I would like to draw our attention to two things. First, listening. Much like our tendency to be blind to the things that are happening around us, the people, Jesus' presence among us, we also have a tendency not to listen closely or to get distracted by other sounds or voices. Secondly, we will focus today on the act of entering or the act of going through. Just as the sheep enter and exit through the gate, so also can we, but for us, entering the gate has a different meaning. Before we explore these ideas of listening and entering, <clears throat> I, want to make, I want to help us better understand the images that, are, that Jesus uses here today. There is perhaps no, pervasive, no more pervasive image in the Bible than that of a shepherd, from Abel who was the keeper of sheep to David who was given charge of his father's flocks despite being the youngest son. The Bible uses the occupation of a shepherd many times over and over to depict God as caring. He cares over his people. We see this in Psalm 23, where it says, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. To Jesus proclaiming himself the good shepherd in our reading today. If you were with us this past spring for our women's retreat, you may recall that Mother Sarah led us through a time of teaching and reflection on Jesus, our good shepherd. She used this very passage, and part of what was helpful during that time was gaining knowledge about the cultural context of the passage. It allowed us to better understand the language of the sheep, shepherd, flock, and so on that Jesus uses. I need some water. <laughs> um, if my husband Steve is out there, Steve, will you give me a bottle of water, please? my water's low. He's my water boy. Um, You guys can call him that from now on. All right. Sorry, I distracted us. Do not listen to those distractions. Let's focus ourselves back on the voice of Jesus. So some context. It seems safe to assume that most of us know very little about shepherding, especially in the ancient Near East culture that today's reading is set in. But for the people that Jesus was talking to, such things were common. So the terms of shepherd and Jesus and Gate and Thieves, these were very real things in their lives. In this ancient culture, most families actually had at least a few sheep because they provided wool for winter clothing to keep the families warm. Thank you, Waterboy. Yes. All right. Much better. <clears throat> okay, I'm gonna set that there. So Most people had sheep, unlike us. I'm assuming that not many of us, if any, have two or three sheep that we keep to use for our winter clothing that we make from wool. But this was very common in this time. Most families couldn't afford, though, to have their own shepherd, so oftentimes they would go together collectively, and a few families would share a shepherd that would look over the collective flock. If they had just a few sheep, they would keep them indoors overnight, and the sheep would actually help to keep the home warm when it was cold, If they had more than a few sheep, then the sheep were oftentimes kept outside in something called a sheepfold that was attached to, like, the front or the back of the home. For the sheep that were kept outdoors, there was always danger. If the sheep were inside, there was safety and nothing to worry about. But if they were outside in the sheepfold, there was a danger of thieves and robbers who came in the night over the wall of the sheepfold to steal, kill, and destroy, as today's reading says. Because they were up to no good, they could not enter through the gate. And now to the actual occupation of the shepherd. Let's call this kind of like the day and the life of a shepherd and learn a bit about the work that a shepherd is called to. Each morning, the shepherd would knock at the gate of the sheepfold. And because he was not a stranger, the doorkeeper would let the shepherd in. We see this in verse 2 where it says, The one who enters by the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. Next, it was the shepherd's job to get the flock out of the gate or the door of the sheepfold and into the village street. This is probably a narrow street. And in this street, everybody else, all the other shepherds, are letting their flocks out into the street. So if you can imagine this sort of chaotic setting, sheep everywhere, shepherds trying to kind of herd and direct and guide their sheep out of the village into the pasture or into the wilderness. So this is chaotic. And in order to do this in the middle of everything that is happening with all of the competing voices of other shepherds, each each shepherd would have a unique call that only their sheep would recognize. Therefore, it was crucial that the sheep knew this call so that they could hear the voice of their shepherd and understand where it was they were to go. In his book, The Good Shepherd, A Thousand-Year Journey from Psalm 23 to the New Testament, Kenneth Bailey shares a story from a Syrian student of his. The student provided an example of just how important it was for the sheep, was or is, for the sheep to know the voice of their shepherd. The students shared that when a new sheep is added to a flock, and learning the voice of their shepherd, some sheep will literally have a nervous breakdown. Thankfully, the nervous breakdown is temporary. When this happens, though... They oftentimes will bang their heads around the walls of the sheepfold, making sort of this, like, loud, pitiful cry. Because the sheep was so attuned to the voice of their shepherd, they need a few days of therapy, really, to be trained to recognize the voice of their new shepherd. The sheep will not follow the voice of a stranger. In our reading today, Jesus repeatedly mentions the importance of knowing and listening to the voice of the shepherd saying the sheep listen to his voice and that the sheep will run away because they do not recognize a stranger's voice. As we're walking through this day in the life of a shepherd, it is also important to know that while shepherds were very common in this culture, the job of a shepherd was not one that was held in high esteem. They had little to no education. They were the lowest low in terms of socioeconomic status. But as we see they had a very important responsibility of caring for and protecting sheep, a job that also at times required great sacrifice on their parts. In trying to imagine what might be comparable today to the status or work of these shepherds, I began thinking about vocations that we don't really see as glamorous, maybe things that are more blue-collar, don't require as much education, but also require some type of sacrifice. I worked several years ago as a social worker in hospice, and pretty quickly, the idea of CNAs, or Certified Nurses' Assistants, came to my mind. When I was working in hospice, it was the CNAs who literally did the dirty work, the work of wound care, of changing soiled linens. Their jobs didn't require the same level of education, maybe, as the doctors or the nurses or the social workers. But in many ways, they did the heavy lifting, and with little recognition. They were present with and caring for patients when they were at their most vulnerable, in the dark hours, nearing death, and dealing with physical bodies that were shutting down. Their work was needed. It was important. It required them to show a deep sense of care and compassion, much like the care and compassion that is required of a shepherd and also the care and compassion that we see and experience through our Lord, the Good Shepherd. Jesus did not choose the role of a shepherd to depict himself by accident. Notice, too, that he's using these images of sheep, shepherds, and so on in conversation with the Pharisees, the religious leaders of the day, who presumably are powerful. Jesus has a habit, though, of taking postures of humility, and when he's teaching about the kingdom of heaven— He uses the most unassuming people and situations. In order to bring us salvation, he became human and was born as a helpless infant. He rode into Jerusalem as a king on a young donkey. He died by crucifixion on a cross next to thieves. It could be easy to overlook someone who is tending to sheep, just as today it could be easy to overlook the work of a CNA who's caring for an aging parent in a nursing home or hospice care. Our inclination might not be to listen to them or to take them seriously, but the ways of Jesus are countercultural, and so we should take notice. The ways of Jesus, they go against what the world around us proclaims as truth, and so rather than choosing a powerful and impressive role like that of a decorated soldier, Jesus chooses an everyday shepherd. Today in our own lives, there are many voices calling for the attention of the flock. They are likely more glamorous and alluring than that of a shepherd. Daily, we, the sheep, must make a choice to listen for the unique voice of our good shepherd, because what he has for us is so much better than that that the world has to offer. I wonder, what are the voices that call and distract you? Are they power, influence, comfort, efficiency? Who are the thieves and the strangers that threaten to pull you off the path of following Jesus' voice? I want to call us today to pause and to listen. Listen to the unique voice of the Good Shepherd who calls us each by name, who has come to give eternal life. Ultimately, there is only one shepherd, Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior. This is why in verse 7, his sermon shifts from the image of the shepherd guarding his sheep to the image of the gate. I am the gate. Whoever enters by me will be saved and will come in and go out and find pasture. Jesus goes on to say that those who enter the gate, who listen and who follow, have life. Again, we may be asking, what's the deal with the gate? And some context is helpful again. So going back to the day in the life of our shepherd and his flock, once the shepherd has led the flock out of the village, out of that chaos, they have spent a day grazing, drinking, lazing about. Oftentimes, depending on how far they've wandered from the village, rather than heading back, they may find shelter in enclosures that other shepherds have built out in the wilderness. These enclosures are safe for the most part, but they don't have roofs. Or sorry, they have they don't have roofs or gates. And the lack of a gate creates a real safety risk for these sheep. In order to create some type of barrier, the shepherd might build a fire across the area where the gate would be or the shepherd might lay down and sleep across that space, literally becoming the gate to provide protection for the sheep. So when Jesus says in our reading today, I am the gate for the sheep, he is referring to this setting overnight in the wilderness where all types of threats exist. In the village, there is a secure gate that must be opened by the doorkeeper, but in the wilderness, there is no doorkeeper or secure gate. Just as the sheep enter and exit through the gate, those of us who long for salvation must also enter through the gate. The gate that is Jesus. Jesus who has come so that we may have eternal life and have it abundantly. In saying, I am the gate, Jesus is saying, I am the only way. I am the way to eternal life. In life with Jesus, though, just as the sheep, We are not confined to the shelter or the sheepfold. We can come in and go out, living our lives in a new way because of Jesus and who he is. St. Thomas Aquinas is quoted as saying, baptism is the door of the spiritual life and the gateway to the sacraments. In just a little bit, Cash and Clara and Bonnie will be baptized And then later today at our 11 a.m. service, we will baptize Anna. In baptism, it is an entry into a new way of life. It is often referred to as a doorway or as a gate. Baptism calls us to listen and to follow the Lord's voice and the Lord's teachings. It is escaping the wilderness through the gate of protection that is Jesus. Jesus. For those of us that have been baptized, we may or may not recall our baptisms, especially if we were very young. But for all of us, whether we were baptized as infants or later in our life, it is good and important to be reminded of the voice of the one true shepherd and the gate that we walk through in our baptism and the ways in which it changed our lives forever Some who are here today may be in a rocky place in terms of your faith. You may be uncertain, perhaps, because of what is happening in the larger world around us. War, death, disagreement, so much pain. You may also be doubting or uncertain because what is happening in your own life. Maybe you're having a hard time discerning the Lord's voice among so many things, so many distractions and louder voices. And some here today may not yet be following Jesus. Jesus is the gate, though, and he welcomes us all into the flock. He calls us out of the false fold of the world that we have been living in, where perhaps we have been mistreated, lied to, marginalized. In belonging to Jesus, we find safety and security, not just in this world, but in the world to come. I read a story once about a pastor who, after baptizing small children, would, walk, would hold the child and walk through the congregation. As she would hold the child in her arms, she would say, This is Bonnie, or this is Clara, or this is Cash. They belong to God, and they belong to us. Now, while I can't quite imagine doing that with any of the kids that we are baptizing today, um, maybe, maybe Bonnie, maybe Clara, Cash, not so sure we could hold you and walk through, but while well, I can't imagine doing that today, this is, it is so true of not only the children we're baptizing today, but each of us. We belong to God, and we belong to each other. We belong to the good, good shepherd, the Pharisees in today's reading don't fully understand what Jesus is saying to them. This is often true of us. So today, let's slow down. Let's find pause and hold close the reminder of our own baptism, the entering the gate that is Jesus. He is unlike any shepherd. He goes beyond the scope of even the very best shepherd. When danger comes, he does not run away like a hired hand. He knows us each intimately, and he laid down his life for us so that we might know true life. Jesus, we pray this morning that as we enter into this time of baptism, whether we have been baptized or not, we are reminded that it is in you we find real, true, and everlasting life. Amen.